0: Don't start a podcast, create a money making show. Oh, if you think you got the mindset and skill set, then three, two, one, go. Call in all
1: entrepreneurs. If you wanna make more money, build your network and elevate your status. If making money from your show is one of your goals, let Tim Holloway teach you how to make
0: it happen. Let's go.
1: welcome back to the money making show i'm your host tim holloway and i'm glad to be back at you again man i got a special guest we're in the same circles as far as masterminds and stuff and uh this guy has a lot to say about uh, holistic health weight loss and uh, all kinds of stuff so um my, my friend dr eric so hey eric introduce yourself to the audience
0: hey thanks tim down and i i appreciate you having me on thank you so yeah. much um good to network yeah tim's uh i met through a mastermind group i'm a Dr. Eric, I kind of go by the fitness physician on social media. So I'm a physician up here in Ohio, and I do telemedicine all across the country, and I basically do health and performance optimization, what I call muscle medicine and hormonal fitness. So I help people with kind of, you know, what used to be called anti-aging. It's more of hormone optimization. I do a lot of anti-aging, peptide therapy, weight loss, medical weight loss, uh, longevity, preventive health, functional medicine, kind of a little bit of everything, but basically Kind of falls under the blanket of like what, it, uh, like I said, health and performance optimization. I want my clients and patients to feel the best, look their best, so they can give their best. Uh, my oh, my man. mom lived to give, so I want you, everybody, to feel good, feel strong, get younger as we get older, so to speak, and uh to be able to give back and be a better, you know, husband, wife, spouse, business business owner, uh, contributor, etc. So that's my nice. that's my mission.
1: Nice, nice, great introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, as far as uh, you know, the intention of the show, we're you know. We either uh, help podcasters make money with their show or we bring on people who, who are making money and know how to make money. So hence the reason you know, I, I bring you on. So I do want to dive into what inspired you to, to start your business. What was the, the story and, and kind of leading up to that as far as the passion?
0: yeah for sure um yeah we'll have to talk because i have a, i do have a podcast but i'm not really monetizing it very much so you and i will have to talk <laughs> um but uh, it's mostly educational but yeah so i was uh, my motivation was kind of seeing it right so i was an er doctor for a long time and i saw it was a great you know it was a great experience i learned a lot um and i but the good and the bad of it i guess you know helped a lot of people save some lives and but you see people at their worst unfortunately um not yeah. just from, not just from accidents and injuries but like unfortunately i saw a lot of people just illness and just you know on disability and overweight and have all these medications and can't do anything but you know at a very young age because they did didn't take care of themselves or they didn't have a good medical provider or both and it was kind of disheartening i thought oh my gosh there's got to be a way to prevent this and i remember looking at some young guy who's you know probably 15 years younger than me and looked you know 10 years older and you know way overweight and on 10 meds and didn't work and yeah. just sat around he was in terrible shape And i thought oh my god you could have prevented this if you just would have had a better lifestyle and like i i gotta I think I could have helped you, you know, so my mom, I kind of got into the preventive health side of preventing people from getting in that condition, preventing people from getting into what I call the sick care model. Now, traditional medicine is great for, you know, if there's things are broken or you need surgery or something urgent like ER. are, but like in terms of keeping us younger and stronger and preventing disease, it's, it's not very good, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I got into. So I'm, I'm all about living as naturally as possible and kind of doing things the way we used to centuries ago and living, uh, living well, living strong. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a time and place why we'll use, you know, uh, bioidentical hormones or peptides and other modalities, but I try to do as much free simple stuff as can based on lifestyle, diet, exercise, uh, the mental aspect of the game and everything just to keep people young, strong and healthy off medications out of the surgery, uh, operating suite and, uh you know, yeah. better. so that was my, that was my motivation seeing, seeing at the worst. So I wanted to uh, kind of hit it from the front end and be preventive and proactive.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, to comment on what you said about the, uh, medical field and and more geared towards emergencies and stuff And you know, I kind of feel like ooh, that's kind of what we're known for in the West as far as, right. you know, acute, uh, sort of things. I think we're probably Elite in that sense that we uh, handle all these acute sort of things, but uh, uh, is actually more Eastern in, in Chinese stuff that that did more preventative uh, sort of thing. What I found interesting was uh, my professor in Bible College. He said, "You know, back in ancient days, the the healthcare professional got paid when you were well, and when you got sick, the payment stopped." And I yeah. found that very, very interesting because then they were yeah. highly motivated to cure you. Where right. now we have this kind of flip side uh, scenario where they actually benefit in keeping you sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I can talk for a while about that. It's a yeah. that's why I call it the sick care model. You know, it's like you know they don't they don't. They don't, insurance and big pharma, they don't like, you know, us and who keep people healthy. They want people kind of dependent on their, their model and keep them sick and keep them on the drugs. And uh, and I could go on and on about that politics and economics, unfortunately. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As far as uh, a preventative, like somebody who's uh, contemplating, like starting to take care of themselves, um, like what's the first part of that, that journey?
0: Well, it kind of depends on where you're at and your lifestyle, but I always think, you know, the, I'm big on the mind, the mindset game, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, kind of getting your goals straight and what, what is your, why, and why do you want to get healthy? Why do you want to lose weight? And let's, let's, let's get that. Cause if you, the, why is powerful enough, like they say, yeah. then anything is possible. Right. So shifting your focus on why you want that. Why do you want to uh, be stronger, lose weight, look better in your seat or whatever, well, you know, is it a real good reason? Let's drill down on that. But in terms of practical steps, I think everybody can, uh, you know, the big things I focus on are like sleep, what I call the double S sleep and stress. Um, okay. diet is massively important too. And it's usually, but it's usually more of a long-term play, but usually getting people to learn how to breathe and meditate and just kind of chill out, take some time for themselves and to sleep better. Um, it can make an immediate an immediate impact. And then probably, other lifestyle factors like i said you know i'm working on the mind game and then of course diet you know again i try not to put people on diets per se but i can make some very simple quick changes so that you enjoy what you're eating you're full and you're not you don't feel like you're giving things up and yet you're still going to be healthy and lose weight so um and you know of course daily movement getting outside fresh air sun so they're mm-hmm. kind of like everything all at once but i'd say and when i sit down with some my first questions always what are your goals what do you want and why and let's, let's flesh that out and then we kind of get the motivator and then we build on that
1: right right that's awesome as far as like uh business is concerned i don't think we often correlate the two to where we see how health affects business but if you can talk about that for a second and like how do you feel like optimal health affects your money-making ability
0: yeah matt yeah massively so i'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't think about that you know health equals wealth right i mean if you're you know, how productive are you if you're you know conking out and fatigued at two o'clock in the afternoon or you know you can't get up early to get stuff done you can't get up an hour earlier to get work done or you're zoning out when you're at a meeting or talking to your spouse because you're tired or you're just your mood's in the dumps you just feel down and depressed or have brain fog can't remember things i mean you know if i get most of my people if i get you feeling better increase your mood increase your energy um your vivacity your your, your vitality you feel like you did 20 years ago you're just going to be better in everything you do. All your relationships are going to be better. You are going to be more engaged. You're going to remember more things you're going to want to do it. And you're going to be more motivated. You're going to be damn more productive. And then everything's going to be better. You're going to be more productive at work, which is going to equate to finances and making more money. And then you're your family is going to be better off because you're making more money. You're going to be more attentive to your family. So they're going to be happier. And because you're happy, you're going to be better at work. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful cycle, right? You know, everything builds on itself. So, you know, it's, you know, like being a salesman, if you're running on empty and eating Doritos and sleeping for you know five hours a day versus you know, revving your engines and having running on uh, 98 octane and uh, you're working 12 hours a day at full productivity. I mean, that's a no brainer. Who's going to make more money? I mean, it's right. going to be more productive and happy. So yeah, absolutely. And it's just not about the money. It's, you know, like I said, it's about your relationships, how you treat other people. Um, if you're giving back to other people, if you're going to, if you're in a better mood you're feeling better, you're feeling healthier, uh, you're more confident in yourself because you look better, you feel better. You're going to just treat people better. And then that's going to, like I say, live to give is my mantra. You're going to pass it forward to other people. So, um, and health, is, health is wealth. You know, yeah. It's in a, I try to tell people, yeah, you're going to have to buy, you know, more you know, organic foods and maybe you know, spend some money on some uh, supplements or organ, you know, bioidentical hormones or you know some workout equipment. Yeah, but that's an investment. It's not an expense. You're actually investing into your body. And I'm like, what's the alternative? If you get sick and you're infirm. And you're less productive. You're going to have more expenses. Then you're on all these meds and have to do surgery and you have disability time off. And that, how much is that? And then a ten year shorter license, What's that going to cost you? How much? Yeah. You know what I mean? So to me, that's a that's a no brainer. So yeah, help, yeah, help, baby.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <laughs> man, I used to get triggered so much. I don't anymore because I'm I'm taking action. But uh, uh, when anybody would uh, the influencers on social media in the the weight loss space would. Would uh, comment about uh, stuff, you know, I'd get triggered and, um, even entering, you know, our coach's program, he's like, you know, you can, uh, you could make twice as much if you lose weight. And I'm like, this, this prick right here,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, after, you know, I'm able to process more for him. Cause, um, I, I've known him for years and I know that he has my best interest at heart where, you know, so he was helping to get through those triggers and then begin to take action. But, uh, So to correlate to what you said, like literally me feeling good. And even though like I'm really stiff from working out all the time and sore, but I still there's like confidence, there's more swag. There's you know, there's a lot of stuff that uh, maybe even more oxygen because maybe I'm breathing better. Like, I don't know, like there's a lot of stuff going on that uh, that uh, uh, improve my performance for sure. Absolutely. What do you think about stress? Cause I'm not, uh, you know, I don't know the medical side of things, but as far as, uh, stress correlated to weight loss, yeah. like does, the, does gaining weight produce stress or stress produce the weight? Like,
0: yeah, yeah no, it's a, good, it's a good, it's a good question. I mean, stress is highly correlative and very important. And I talk about that a lot uh, on social media. It's cause yeah, stress is a killer in many, many ways. And it can definitely contribute to weight gain. It affects the way you're Brain processes things that affects the chemicals in your brain, so you crave more bad foods. You eat may or may not eat less or more, but you're eating more bad foods, and you're gonna. It's gonna affect your mood and how you interact with other people, um, and it's gonna contribute to um, weight you know weight gain, especially in your midsection. The bad fat around your organs, the what we call the visceral fat, which is linked to. Uh, earlier death, more cardiovascular disease, diabetes, um, you know, arthritis and many other conditions. So it literally can kill you by causing inflammation, causing damage in your body. But in the subjective sense, it can make you feel crappier, make you eat worse, disrupt your sleep, make you gain weight, make you moodier. So it affects you in many, many ways. And then it and then you start gaining more weight and then it can cause, as you said, can that can cause some stress and then it kind of you get in a vicious cycle. So you have to break that cycle. So stress is massively important to manage. And even more so in today's day and age where we're you know, we're all working, we're all on our computers and phones 24 seven and mm-hmm. our sleep cycles are all out of whack and it just makes it much more difficult.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you explain to me a little bit inflammation because, um, you know, I'm not educated in that. So I don't really know all I can think of something inflamed but what is like actually going on, uh, just to help people better understand.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's a good point. I need to, to, to explain a little more clearly. I apologize. So it's just, no, no, no. Inflammation is, you know, like you said, you know, think of, like you said, you, uh, you know, you work out real hard, or you smash a hammer on your thumb it gets red, it gets swollen and puffy. Or you work out real hard and your your muscles are tight and sore. Um, okay. It's your body. It, in, in the short sense, short term of that inflammation is good. It's your body healing itself. Kind of like when you work out, you're damaging your muscles by lifting all those weights, and then you're sore, you're inflamed because they're puffy. Your body's sending in blood and all these little cells in there to kind of repair. Um, kind of like if you take yeah. a, a bungee cord and you stretch it, stretch, stretch it, it kind of gets a little mm-hmm. little frayed, and then it slowly starts to heal itself, right? And you know, uh, well the Core doesn't heal itself, but that's like the analogy, right? So your body's sending in more blood and, and tissue and these little cells to basically heal that up. That's why it gets puffy and swollen red, because all that blood's flowing in there with all these little immune cells, these little kind of like little Pac-Man going in and chewing up all the damage. Um, okay. And then it goes away, right? You know, it, it heals. You feel better after a few days. That's, that's a good kind of inflammation. Um, but the problem is what we call chronic inflammation. Now- okay. It's when you have uh, that little bit of response and there's that heat and that warmth and that uh, and it doesn't go away. It's not as severe as it was like from um, damaged muscle. But so, for example, um, like when you're stressed or you're carrying a little too much fat around the midsection, or you get some fat around your organs. It's called visceral fat because it's around your viscera, your organs. Right. What well, can kind of sit there and it gets big and you eat as you eat and you gain weight, it just sits there. Those fat cells and they get angry and they start to get a little bit of inflammation um because they're getting too big it's like they're too full think of like stuffing a sack they can only fit so much stuff after a while things start to leak out right you'll know, try you have a trash bag you're jam more stuff in there eventually things start to leak out the bottom right so that's what's happened and that that little mm-hmm. bit of leakage of fluid pisses things off it's not that's not meant to happen and then your body thinks that's an injury it's a damage so it goes in there like the sore muscle to try to repair it but it doesn't go away and then it just kind of continues to be staying in flame so you're in this mild state of of swelling and inflammation for days weeks months years and then that can spread You you think of like uh, the zombie apocalypse right you have a zombie and he's just if he's just walking around the park by himself no big deal if he starts biting other people making more zombies then they spread and create more zombies that's what's happening so that inflammation is spreading and then that's affecting every other part of your body It starts affecting your bones your muscles your heart your brain and it causes damage so that's not good
1: right right that's a great explanation <laughs> uh good visual too <laughs> <laughs> right. picturing these like <laughs> ah. the fat like attacking itself and like right. yeah it's crowded in here and getting all pissed off like
0: pissed <laughs> no. yeah pissed <laughs> off with <letting> you know <laughs>
1: yeah that's good so how does this uh, uh correlate to sex life because honestly this is like a full circle to where it's like all right you know you're not in optimal health you're you're stressed out uh, you're not making that much money and then so how does it affect the the sex department
0: it can massively affect it for sure everything you mentioned uh, that can adversely affect it you know i get a lot of uh, men and women who are having they're just like man i have no sex drive or can't perform or do whatever or well, else if you're stressed to the max if you've got all this inflammation going on you're overweight um yeah it's affecting things when it comes to uh you know sex like i said you know it's all about um Chemicals in the brain, first of all, like what we call neurotransmitters, things like dopamine and oxytocin and serotonin, all these terms you kind of hear about people talking about. And uh, when it comes to depression or anxiety or whatever, but you know, if there are chemicals in your brain that make you feel good and happy and good ones that make you feel not so happy, right? So you, that kind of gets out of imbalance if you're inflamed or your stress hormones are through the roof or you're just not sleeping, you're eating an unhealthy diet. Um, that's going to affect those chemicals. And it's, just, it's literally going to kill your mood by affecting those, those neurochemicals in your brain. Um, and when you're stressed, you know, your cortisol or your stress hormones are high. And as I mentioned, that can cause inflammation that can affect the other chemicals in our brain. And can, you know, if you're pissed off at something, if you're pissed off all day, even if it's just a little bit of frustration, you probably don't feel like having sex, right? You feel like right. yelling or going and having a drink or doing something you shouldn't be doing. Um, yeah. as opposed to when you're relaxed and calm, and you wake up in the morning, and you had a great day and you feel good. Hey, yeah. Hey, I feel kind of horny, right? You know, that's kind of normal, right? Everything's right. in balance, all those chemicals. And then especially with women, but definitely with guys, it's all about blood flow, right? And if you're stressed and uh, everything is, is out of, in, is inflamed, that affects your blood vessels. You're not getting good blood flow. And with men, it's all about the blood flow. If you're not getting good blood flow down there, things just aren't going to happen. So, yeah, uh, and that can happen with women, too. You know, they get dry and irritated because they're not having good blood flow. So uh, and all the hormones are affected as, as we get older. Um, again, if your lifestyle is out of check, if you have a deficiency in a hormone that needs to be corrected. And sometimes we have to do prescription medications for that. But oftentimes, as I mentioned, it's more of a lifestyle thing, correcting the stress, getting the diet under control, getting that inflammation under control. Um getting those stress chemicals down and the good chemicals up. We want dopamine. We want oxytocin. Dopamine's like that feel-good chemical, right? You know, you go on a roller coaster ride or you do something really enjoyable and you feel good. You feel motivated to do stuff. You feel happy. You know, those that's dopamine, right? And, you know, if you're cuddling or laying there snuggling with your, your girlfriend, your wife or your husband and your boyfriend, you feel good. You feel happy. You feel warm. That's oxytocin. That's the feel-good hormone, right? So those yeah. are the ones, that's how you want to feel. But when you're stressed and you're, you know, because you're you're angry, you know, you're frustrated with yourself because you're, you're not working out, you're overweight, you're tired, work's tough, you're not making money and you're not sleeping. Well, then all your stress hormones are bad, you know, so you're not in the mood and that's going to affect your sex life. And then if your sex life is bad, then that makes you more pissed off, right? So again, it's a vicious yeah. cycle. So um, they're all interconnected and all interrelated.
1: Yeah. I would like to uh, talk about the cycle for a minute because I'm actually very interested on not clinical depression, but maybe because... I'm not familiar with all that kind of stuff, but more of common, uh, sort of things that doesn't have chemical imbalance, how, okay. So you got, you're, you're overweight. You're not, you know, f- uh, physically optimized your, your business is suffering, your libido's down, like, uh, producing, um, what you just said, anger, frustration. So yeah. this, like you said, this vicious cycle. And then it almost seems like it would get worse and worse. As you go around this roundabout, right? Right. Um, How do you, get do out you right think around? that yeah. most yeah. most of the depression? I'm not, um, I'm trying to get your feedback on that. Is from these things? Because honestly, it's really hard to feel bad if you are physically optimized, if you're doing well in business, if you're having good sex, like. And, yep. and some of these other things, if your uh, gratitude and mental state's good, like what is there to be depressed about? So what's yep. the correlation with depression to what, this conversation?
0: No, that's very insightful. And that's a huge correlation because a lot of it is exactly what you said. It's perspective and it's your overall health. I think, unfortunately, Americans are in the world is way too over medicated. A lot of people are just immediately put on Prozac or some other drug when they don't really need that. And oftentimes I can make things worse. And a lot of times I can make sexual function worse and have other bad side effects. Um, it's just kind of like a diet, right? I mean, you know, there's a time and a place for medications, but a lot of people, as you know, we Americans are, we want the quick fix, we're lazy. We just want the easy button. We don't want to put in the work and the time, right? Um, and depression, anxiety, weight loss, all these things take work and it takes de- dedication and consistency. Not just like a business. You got to do the right things every day consistently. And it's okay to mess up, but get get back in the saddle. Uh, with depression, it's, it's definitely a mental thing and it can be difficult. I'm not saying it's not hard. It can be very challenging. Um, but sometimes just start off with one simple thing, like wake up with one pleasant thought, thought, say a gratitude, something you're grateful for every day. Start with one thing, build up to five things and then write that down do that twice a day. You know, go out in the, in the sky, get some fresh air, meditate, breathe, you know, think of everything you have in your life and smile, laugh, giggle, go do something <laughs> fun, you know, make yourself yeah. laugh, you know, right. So fake it till you make it kind of thing, but it works. You know, if you're, your mind and your body are very much connected, you know, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, this is a whole car. This is like an, you know, uh, an entire presentation, but it's like, you know, you can put yourself in a better mood just by how you, you know, you look at two people on the street. If you're just kind of like, you know, like this, well, you probably don't feel very happy. If you're like, yeah, dude, just do this. like, stand up, smile, stance, (laughs) just laugh. You're like, I immediately yeah. feel better. I mean, it, yeah, maybe it goes away, but you do feel better. It's how you carry yourself, how you look at the look at and talk to people. If you're yeah. engaging, you're smiling, you're, you know, Hey, let's do it. You know, sometimes, like I said, you may feel tired, but just do things like that and you will feel a little bit better and then start doing those activities to, like I said, be, you know, think about gratitude, what you have, what you can do, and then just freaking do something. Just take action. Like I tell people with, I work with, um, you know, uh, one of the side businesses I do, I work with a lot of people who have addiction issues. So it's like, mm. I tell people, I say, if you sit there and ruminate about it, kind of like a diet, if you sit there and think, oh, there's somebody who has a cookie. If you just sit there and look at it, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't eat that cookie. I, I, it looks really good. But I really shouldn't. You're going to eat the damn cookie, right? But if you know, wait, Dr. Eric told me, like, whenever I see a cookie, I'm immediately supposed to go do 10 push push-ups and walk around, run around the house real quick, and then come back in. Just immediately do it. Don't even think about it. And if you go do that, when you come back, now nah, you're like, I don't want that damn cookie. So. Yeah just take action. If you're like, "Ah, I just feel kind of blue. Oh, when I feel blue, I'm supposed to write down five things I'm grateful for. I'm supposed to go outside, do tension, jumping jacks, look at the sky and smile or whatever. You make something, you know, do something like that. If you just take action, that defeats all this rumination, all this bullshit in your head. Right. Yeah. Uh, So, and then, you know, like I said, and sometimes when it comes down to it, are there some people that have like some chemical deficiencies or some things biologically in their brain that can cause depression? Absolutely. And there's a time and a place for medications, but I see a lot of people that, um, have some subclinical diagnoses of like hormone deficiencies. I mean, whether it's a lot of people who have had head trauma, uh, veterans who've had uh, traumatic brain injuries. I um, have a lot of women who are just you know sub, like you said it's a real mild subclinical depression, and lo and behold, it's their thyroid is not has not been optimized, and even though their tests are quote unquote normal, they still have some thyroid issues. And as soon as you correct that, and that's been shown in hundreds and hundreds of medical studies. In fact, that's how they used to like, in the world of psychiatry they treat. A lot of people with thyroid hormone all the time, very successfully for decades. And, and this has been written about for, for decades, you know, that it can, by just by fixing your, some of your hormones, whether it's estrogen, testosterone, thyroid, all these things, you know, a lot of those are very much related to your mental processes in your mood and you can yeah. alleviate depression just by optimizing their hormones. So that's why I talk so much about hormones and not just for your body, but for your brain, you know? So yeah. Yeah. If you, if you add in the lifestyle, the diet, the activity, you know, regular exercise, a clean diet and these mental things I was talking about, and then you optimize your hormones. I mean, I'm going to be hard pressed to find someone who's depressed. You know I mean? <laughs> right.
1: Right. And that's that just the fact. So true. That's uh, so true. As you were talking, I, I, I was remembering this story from, uh. It's a book called "The Truth About Addiction," but it does take a different view. And uh, I'd like to share with you the story and get your feedback on what's working for addicts. But uh, they had this drunk come into the YMCA, and um, he was actually pretty good at basketball. And so he was messing around with the boys and playing. And and uh, one of the the leaders there, so seeing how he was interacting, and was like, "Wow, like this guy's really really cool." Uh, with the boys. And he goes, he goes, I tell you what, man, if you show up sober on this date, I'll let you coach him you know? So the guy shows up. Um, he wasn't, he wasn't sober. He showed up drunk and, and, and the guy goes, Hey, I told you, this is the expectation. If you show up sober, you could do this. Um, and the guy goes, well, okay. So he comes back and he comes back sober this time. And then each time they they increased his plate of work. So each time he showed up sober for this until it was dropped completely. So I'm wondering, you know, with your work with addicts, like what do you see as like the most effective to create change, maybe moving away from maybe the older models that uh, were more uh, punishment based?
0: Yeah, I think um, that's a great story, by the way. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's multifactorial. I think it comes down to, like you said, a reward and a why, like we were talking about. Like, what's your, what motivates you? You know, for him, it was playing basketball. Maybe it's, I like to spend time with my kids or my grandkids, or I want to travel or whatever. Find something that motivates him. Use that, you know. Well, I wish I could do this because I'd really like to spend more time with my kids. Well, then do it, and let's get you back with your kids, right? Yeah. So find your why. And then I think, like I said earlier, just take action, do something, anything, kind of like a diet. Like, look, you don't have to go on this crazy low carb, you know, blue food only crazy diet. Just drink one less pop a day, you know, or switch one pop for a water. Just start with that. Just do one little thing because then that one little thing becomes your success. And that's a win. And then you be like, dude, I did that. And then the next day you can add on that. Yeah. it's kind of like building a chain every day you add a link to that chain and then you start getting confidence and that confidence inspires you to do more and now we got a beautiful forward moving cycle
1: that really goes well with um victor frankel in mm-hmm. local therapy where they yes. uh, establish efficacy because the story is you know uh, i can't change or um i i can't do this and so that's very uh, small thinking and it keeps you in there so one thing he did was create a small wind that proved efficacy. And I was like, it's amazing philosophy uh, when you think about it, but you just touched on it. Like you have yeah. to get some wins.
0: Yeah. You're right. Victor Frankl was like the epitome of how to do that. His book was amazing. Um, yes. And kind of on a similar lines, I'm a big fan of like stoic philosophy. Me too. Um, yeah. I read the book, the daily stoic. It has a passage every day. And, uh, uh, I think his name's Tim or Ryan, Holliday, Ryan, Holliday, Ryan Holiday. Ryan Holiday. Yeah. He's written a bunch of books and I've read some of his stuff. And, you know, and I read, you know, I've got, I, I haven't finished them. I keep forgetting I'm going, going back to meditations, you know, by Marcus Aurelius, right? Yeah. Um, that's my
1: favorite one, man.
0: Yeah. But I mean, the daily stoic, I read that every day. Do you have that, the daily stoic?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah.
0: So, you know, so every day I just, you know, I read that. I, I have it on my on social media. I think that encapsules it as well. You know, it's just, life happens for you not to and it's not what happens it's what you how you perceive it and what you yeah. make of it right so you know um you know grant cardone talks about this all the big success guys talk about it, like everything in your everything that happens to you is your responsibility and how you respond to it and you could choose how you respond to it and it just doesn't make sense to get emotional and bent out of shape it doesn't fix anything you just gotta okay what happened does this really gonna hurt me what's the worst thing that can happen what can i do to make it better you know yeah, so, You know, and it's a different philosophy and I'm glad it I is. came across that years ago, but I, I swear by it and just, and I don't, you know, we, I'm sure you're like me. I mean, I, there's days I get mad and frazzled and angry and we all have those moments, but you try to recircle and regroup and yep. come back to that philosophy. But I'm a big fan of that, that kind of philosophy. I think that could just do wonders for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I spent years uh, cause I was in childhood trauma and all that stuff <laughs> and taken away by the government and. The whole mom, you know, why could you, why'd you do this to me? And dad, why did you do this to me? And so the whole mental shift is, you know, you know, why am I doing this to me as far as holding on to the significance and the pain when I can reframe that and release and let it go and, and really side with the story that's more aligned with the truth Mm-hmm. that doesn't make me out to be a victim
0: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah wow that's that's impre- that's a great story i mean i would i obviously that was just the tip of the iceberg but yeah that's impressive
1: yeah um, hey so um before we tell uh, people where to find you uh, i'm sure a lot of people have questions about medical weight loss and, and peptides and stuff like that. Like, can you just, uh, talk about that for a second? Like, what is it? And uh, like, who does it service and help?
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I've been doing medical, like, I have, you know, in addition to my hormone therapy, I use a lot of medical peptides for years now, uh, got trained and certified by the best out there and have worked with it for years. And, um, they do a lot of amazing things. They're, they're, they're very, they're very effective and very safe for a lot of things, whether it's just healing uh, mental, you know, cognitive imp- improvements and optimizing growth hormone to help with weight loss and helping you live longer, stronger, better, reducing stress and anxiety, um, healing the guts and so on. The weight loss peptides are, again, they've been around for a long time. Um, but of course now they're super popular, but um, they do have a, they do an amazing job of, of helping you to lose weight and improve your what we call metabolic function. A lot of people just don't handle, blood sugar or have other problems with their hormones and they can play a role. And there's a lot of other things that people don't talk about. It's actually been shown to help with addictions, people drinking less, using less drugs because of it, helping with addiction, um, and it actually reduce people's risk of cardiovascular disease can help with, um, bone health, uh, cognitive health. It was actually originally studied as an anti dementia drug. That's how it was first came about, because um, it was having benefits with patients with Alzheimer's and dementia. And then they happened to see that, Oh, by the way, all these people are losing all this weight. So again, big pharma is seeing this change their tactics and start marketing as a weight loss drug. So, um, you know, cause that's more important for them. So, um, <laughs> but so they work and they're very effective, but the caveat I would say is that not everyone needs them. And number two, they certainly don't need to be on them forever. Um, and they have to be used in the right way. Unfortunately, and now I see a lot of people, you know, everybody's like giving them somehow there's, you know, salon owners and nutritionists and, you know, people that are somehow, you know, getting people to, to get them for them or prescribe for them. And they're just, they're being handed out willy nilly like candy. And that's dangerous because they don't yeah. you, know, you really do need medical training for the same with hormones. You know, you see trainers, and nutritionists, you know, giving hormone advice online all the time. And I talk about this and it drives me nuts because it's, it's going to be a bad outcome. It's kind of like a flight attendant piloting the plane. Could they do it Probably, but is it the best thing, safest thing? Probably not. You know, you go to school and you learn all this and you do certifications for decades for a reason, you know um, you know, and I'm not saying people can't learn this on their own. They probably could, but it takes a lot of time. Um, yeah. And the reason I say that is not that I care that they're, you know, there's plenty of patients and I, you know, I'm not looking for anything myself, but I care about my patients and their well-being. And the reason I say this is because I've had a lot of people come to me through the years who've been to these places, these mills and non-medical people on telling them to take this or pr- get this medicine or this peptide and something happens and they have a bad outcome or having bad side effects because they didn't know what they're doing or wasn't managed properly and i have to fix that so i don't want that to happen i mean we all make some mistakes you know it's fine um but you see it over and over again and so i'm like oh my gosh so i'm trying to be you know an, an advocate for for people out there i mean i don't you don't even have to come see me and go just go see you know someone who knows what they're doing i don't care i just want i just yeah. don't want to see bad things happen because they're being misused uh or someone goes to a conference and does a few podcasts with some doctors and all of a sudden they're an expert on peptides and hormones. It's just, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. It drives me batty, you know? So, um, you know, I can't go out and practice law cause I read a law book and interviewed a few lawyers, you know, if they did, right, right. people can do with, you know, medical stuff all the time and nobody says a word, which is just amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just dangerous, you know? So, um, like I said, and I always say it cause I've seen it and I've, heard, a lot of my colleagues have seen it too. They've had people come to them cause they went to these people like, they had you on this and they did that. And, oh my God, why? It's like, you know, it's like coming to you and saying, Hey, I did a podcast and I, I, I went in the, um, the sewer system and I talked to the rats for five minutes. on it. Like, what the hell did you do that for? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> something, it's a stupid analogy, but like something to really ask backwards, like why the hell did you do that? You know? So right. um, anyway, so that's my point is that, you know, just like anything, they're a tool, there's a time and a place, and but you have to be very careful with them and know what you're doing.
1: Yeah. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Do, yep. Would you mind, uh, Letting the listeners know um, where they can connect with you as far as website and social media and stuff.
0: Yeah, man, thank you so much for having no. me on. I really appreciate it. It's very gracious of you. You're an awesome host and interviewer. Um, I do appreciate that. So, um, uh, yeah, man. So I'm all over social media. My uh, on Instagram, I'm like Dr. Eric Fate. um, okay. Dr. EricPrimeX.com is my website for uh, everything health and hormone related, and then PrimeXWeightLoss.com is my medical web weight loss website. Um, I think on uh, YouTube and others. I'm on Dr. Eric Primex, but if you just type in my name, you can find me. Everywhere. I've got a ton of free content out there, so I do a lot of videos. That's why I like. That's why I like doing the most. I'm not a not a writer. I just rather get on a video and just start talking. Like you said, just kind of shoot from the hip and just uh, right. teach and give some uh, give some good tips. And so, if anybody has anything, feel free to to, to stalk me and uh, check out my content.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome, brother. Thank you so much for your time.